We are back. Welcome, friends, family, foes, and anybody else out there. Welcome to the first episode of the Progress Pure podcast this 2021. This is episode number 30. So yes, that's a big deal because it's a whole number, which I'm sure is some kind of special anniversary. But no, this is dating series episode number 30. And I don't know about you, but I personally feel like this time, so this is being released on January 3rd, this time of the year is such a weird, stagnant period of time where everyone is mostly horizontal, watching movies, just kind of chilling. People haven't really kicked into full gear of routine yet where you know most of the blood in their bodies is literally in the digestive system rather than in their brain. So I wanted to do a bit of a chilled one. This is a solo episode where I reflect on 2020 and I've recorded this on my birthday. So I reflect on the books and the kind of advice that I received in 2020 and between the ages of 24 to 25 to kind of mark that transition. And so I just kind of tell you guys about some of my favorite books and some of the things that I think really helped me throughout this year. Now, one thing that I want to highlight, well, two things. Firstly, in this episode, these are things that I'm kind of aspiring towards right now. I mean, everything could change. I might wake up tomorrow and go, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. But these are, this is kind of the outlook that I'm aspiring to be. By no means have I reached nirvana with all of these kind of Buddhist teachings whatsoever. And from all the personal self-development books I've read, this is just what I think would be cool to achieve and I'm just trying to relay that information Um, and then the second one is that while I totally encourage you guys to read these books just bear in mind that in this episode it's kind of my perspective and how I've how I've interpreted these books and how I have used them as tools in my life your experience might be totally different hope it is because then maybe you can teach me something so just be aware of that, that you might read these books or you might have read these books and go, I didn't take that away or I don't see it like that or I didn't like that bit. So anyway, I just wanted to get that little spiel out in the beginning. I hope you guys have a lovely start to your 2021 and enjoy this episode. And if you do share it with your friends, DM me at Progress Pure and we can have a little chat about it. Have a great day. You guys, I feel quite emotional right now. Woo, what can I say? I'll be honest with you guys. This is this is the least prepped pod I have done since my first one. And that's because today is my freaking birthday so I can do what I want. You get me? I'm joking. That's not why. I'm not just being a spoiled princess brat on my birthday, but seriously, today's my birthday, January, early Jan, like January 3rd is such a weird time. I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm in the swing of life, like when I've got my routine and I, you know, exercise and I'm on my way back from my run, I listen to a pod and, you know, I've got like a thing going on, whereas like Jan 3rd is just this random amount of time that people are just like horizontal for 90% of the time and like are in food comas and they don't really know what's going on it might not be applicable to you at all but like anyway that's how I kind of feel so I was like do I want to release a pod in early Jan about like goals and where I see my life going and then I was just like you know what no like why don't I record one on my birthday solo you know to be honest that's just If I was more prepared, I could probably have done a cool one, but 
I'm not. This is just where the time has taken me. And um, and this is where we're at. So this is supposed to be part of the dating part of the dating series because how I like to do them is I do like dating series, debate series, and then um, simply existing, which is basically a jazzy term for interviews that I think with uh, with people who I think are really cool and interesting this was supposed to be part of the dating series one and so originally I actually thought about doing this as like dating series episode 30 dating yourself we've all heard that term before dating yourself and I don't really want to go into it too much I do think that while 2020 has been such a freaking whirlwind of craziness such a insane time we've been forced to adapt to living in this like solitude way and I think it's really brought to the surface for a lot of people like just how social human beings are and I think that while lockdown was really really difficult and like for the first week when I was in lockdown the first week it was very emotional for me like I cried everyone in my family like my dad my mom my brother they all own their own businesses which is amazing and super inspiring, but it was also very scary because I was like, okay, so their businesses and like everything that they've worked towards and their passions, that could all just go down the drain and I don't know how to handle that. And so I was really, really upset, not just for lots of people that I know who are losing their jobs and (laughs) gone. Happy January 3rd, 2021. Happy New Year. But no, just a bit of a reflection before we get into the into the positive mental attitude stuff. But when that was happening, I was so sad for them. And I was like, I'm so sad. Lots of crying. And I texted my friends, guys. I texted my friends, all of them, literally copy and pasted message <laughs> to them being like, hey, guys, this is going to be a really tough time. Like, please, can you like basically check up on me? Because I don't know how I feel right now. And I'm kind of scared and um, none of them did no I'm kidding lots of them did it was very sweet so I sent that out and then after that I was like I kind of go into survival mode at times when I feel like things are not in control I go into like okay I need to freaking control this so I organized my life and did a few things that I thought would be good for me in the long term so those things were I deleted hinge I know, can you imagine my life source? No, I deleted Hinge, deleted my, at this time I wasn't using the Progress Pure account and I was just using my Molly Teshuva normal Insta and I was like, I need to get off this because I'm just going to be memeing all day and sending like funny depressing memes and it was actually so difficult to pull myself out of that because memes are so funny and now I've like slowly integrated myself back into memes when I opened up the Progress Pure account but So I got rid of that, got rid of Hinge, decided to make my circle quite small. So it was really, really being on my phone, actually quite minimal amount of the day, like two and a half hours, which I'm actually really proud about. I was put on furlough by my brother. So I was like, right, I need to fucking do something with my life. So I decided to start Hebrew, not randomly. My dad is Israeli and I've always wanted to learn it. And I think I have an ear for it because I've been brought up with him speaking it in his family and everything. So that's why I chose that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to learn Hebrew. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get really fit and I'm going to read a lot 
because I don't want to be on my phone and I have nothing else to do. So that was basically the challenges that I set myself. And the reason why I'm bringing this up in relation to dating series and dating yourself is because, you know, without any of this being too cheesy and too deep and too, oh, how can we better ourselves? Because I just want to talk about this from like a realistic viewpoint in a way that I think was just genuinely really helpful and I'm not saying you should do this and you should do that I'm just telling you what my experience was and how this has really helped me during lockdown and not just during lockdown but like the transition from turning 24 to 25 like I think this is probably one of the most pivotal years of my life which I'm really grateful to be able to say in 2020 because so many people have gone through really scary awful things and I'm really grateful to be able to look back on it and be like actually there there was a lot of good stuff in 2020 for me. So in terms of dating myself, it's a funny phrase when people say that, like, oh, you, before you date anyone or before you love someone, you should learn to love yourself. And I was talking to my friend about this because he was like, but what does that tangibly mean? Like self-care and love yourself. Like it's all words that are really popular on Insta, but like, what is the meaning to that? And for me, I think the reason why it's good to, I think, for an example, the how it's kind of like manifested if, if people don't love themselves. And in, in all of this is obviously from my viewpoint is, you know, sometimes when you do something and you're like, oh, fuck, that was so cringe. And then you're like, oh, God, I hate myself. But you're, that's on the surface. And deep down, you don't hate yourself. You're just, you're, you're just accepting of who you are. And you're just self-aware of those cringe things that you can do. From my perspective, I would say that if those moments happen and you actually take that in as like, oh God, I I am actually shit. Like, this is not good. That's shit. Unless it's genuinely shit. Unless you're like actually actively hurting people. Then yeah, you might want to take a moment of self-reflection. Think what you can genuinely do to make yourself a better person. But if it's just something silly or embarrassing and, and it does make you kind of like um, actually hate on yourself, then I think those are times where like you need to stop and and check yourself a bit and and start accepting who you are obviously there'll be times where you do something embarrassing you're like I wish I didn't do that or not necessarily something embarrassing humiliating or whatever but I think that self-love literally comes from accepting who you are knowing that you're never going to be perfect and that's okay no one and I'm sure this is probably one of the most common phrases used ever, but like no one is perfect when you can get to a point where you accept yourself for all your flaws. Like I'll, I'll give you an example of one. I went on a day, pro- this was probably back in like September with this guy and uh, it's actually I got ghosted so hard, which I'll also mention, but I went on a date with this guy. You know, I'm thinking I'm looking so nice and I have this like high waist, not high waisted, high neck, like turtleneck, basically a turtleneck, a white turtleneck on and I'm really feeling myself and I think I look so hot, like wearing these boots and we go to this dinner, like this steak place and I'm sorry I'm sniffly by the way and I was sitting at this steak place and I take my jacket off because I'm so hot I don't know about you guys I get so hot like I'm so sweaty if I walk anywhere I just sweat and it's one of the things I've just had to accept about myself like I now just try and tell people before I meet them I'm like yeah by the way I'm freaking sweaty or like I sweat all the time I think is a like mechanism of like elephant in the room and I get there and we're sitting down and we're you know 20 minutes in he's really cute and I really fancy him and he's all French and I'm like oh you're all French and we're having a great time and then I go to the toilet about 20 minutes in right 
I go to the toilet and I'm aware that I'm sweaty but I think I'm cooling down quite well and I'm kind of surprised that this is going so well for me like my body's actually cooperating with me and so I go to the loo and I look in the mirror guys and I actually shit you not like I know people exaggerate but you need to take my word for it when I tell you I am not exaggerating and I have uploaded photos onto my insta story before of how sweaty I get like my I will get sweat patches if I'm just walking down the street like it it's no joke and so I'm looking in the mirror my arms are down like by my sides and I have like dark sweat stains or like like a big circle around my arms like it was so bad and I hadn't even lifted up my hands above my head when I was looking in the mirror I hadn't lifted my hands above my head but when I was at dinner you know I'm like playing with my hair thinking oh god this is a really nice angle of my face why don't I tie my hair up in a pony get the like nice angle of my jaw and I'm like oh my god and in that moment I actually wanted the ground to swallow me up because I was like ashamed, you know, and it's just sweat. And in that moment, I really had to make a conscious decision of this is just part of me and this is who I am. And that's fine. And I'm going to accept it. And by no means does that make me, you know, the like martyr of love yourself. (laughs) But it's just an example where I had to make a conscious decision of either I'm going to actively hate myself right now or I'm just going to be like, fuck it, that's part of who I am. I'm really sweaty. Maybe I'll even bring it up, like, lower how sweaty am I? And then I was just like, no, I'm not going to bring it up. I just swear. Like, what's the big freaking deal? Anybody who judges me for that is is close-minded and weird. Uh, Anyway, he ended up ghosting me. (laughs) So... Um, I actually tell you what happened. We uh, this is complete side note, but maybe it's a good example of how you should love yourself. So we're on the date. We had a really nice time. We're talking about bad dates we've been on. He's like, I'm having a really great time. Like we're definitely gonna do this again. I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like loving it. Finished the dinner. We were there, you know, last ones out kind of thing. And he wants to walk me back home. And I'm like, cool, because I lived really close to where we were having dinner. He holds my hand, guys. I've never met him before. This is our first date. He was holding my hand, but it was cute. Like, it wasn't weird. Holding my hand, I'm like frolicking across the street, like, la la la, look at me and my new boyfriend. And then we get to my apartment and he like grabs me in a romantic way, not in a scary way, and he kisses me, and he's like, I had a really, really nice time, when can we, when can we do this again, and I'm like, I had a really nice time too, I mean, like, I'm free on the weekend, and so he's like, yeah, why don't we go to Richmond Park, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, by the way, they have, like, fucking reindeers in Richmond Park, like, it's so romantic, and fucking freezing, but romantic, and so I'm like, yeah, let's do that, and he's like, great, I will, uh, I will talk to you, I would talk to you later and I'm like wonderful goodbye and he leaves and I go home and I'm like to my flatmate oh my god I had the best day ever that was so fun he's restored my faith in hinge because I went through a phase of not having faith in hinge and then guys what's wrong with people then the next day he doesn't send me a message so I'm like cool he's playing it cool that's chill I'm cool then the next day I send him a message being like hey blah I had a really great time are you still on for Richmond Park tomorrow? She gets ghosted. I got flat out ghosted. He just didn't reply. And like he had been online a lot and he didn't reply. Like I was checking when he was online. And so the day after that, I was just like, nah, mate. There's, oh no, like two days after I just blocked him because I was like, you're crazy. Like 
obviously people have shit going on in their own lives good for you but I really don't believe in when people are like oh but maybe he's just busy like you can just send a message if you're interested so anyway that experience when I got ghosted I think in those scenarios like because I this sounds so arrogant wow this whole podcast but whatever because I do genuinely accept who I am like I have flaws I am absolutely not perfect I have uncontrollable sweat glands there are lots of things fundamentally about me that would should be better but right now this is all this is good as it's gonna get like I've been 25 years in the making and this is where I'm at and anything I learn in in the future great can't wait for that to happen but right now this is me and I accept myself right so him ghosting me it's him obviously just not being that into it and just not liking me that much but also it's just kind of like fair man like you can go do your own thing I'll go do my own thing you just can't beat yourself up for that so when I say in terms of before dating other people I think you should love yourself it's because like dating is rough and love is difficult and life is hard and so I think that regardless of whether you're dating how can you even like put your first your best foot front how can you you know do anything about your day if you just don't have that level of like love and just acceptance maybe acceptance is the right word maybe love is like too gushy I think if you just accept yourself and just learn to be good with that that's all we can really ask and then just go about your life but how did I get to this point well there are lots of things firstly what we're not getting into I have great family I'm very lucky to be born like you know with all this shit that I've been born with like my parents love me blah 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 but since lockdown going back to that let me just have a little sip of my tea going back to the whole lockdown thing and what I've done and the books I've read and self-improvement the biggest things that have helped me this year is reading for sure I've read a lot of personal uh, a lot of self-help development books I know a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at that and like to be honest so did I like I was like oh god self-help you know like do you really need someone to like tell you that and yeah you just do sometimes like you just need someone to call you out on just simple basic like human and things that I think can massively help so the ones that I read that I really recommend and I will put them in the description and to be honest I believe you only really need to read one or two like I have read like five or six of these this year and most of the time they do pretty much say the same thing in one form or another so I read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey or Covey I think um What Got You Here Won't Get You There um I read how to Win Friends and Influence People, Principles by Ray Dalio. I've read a lot of Buddhist books as well. So like um, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, The Heart, The Heart of the Buddha's Life Teachings. I've read The Alchemist. That's not a Buddhist book. The um, Something of Happiness. <laughs> the, the Dalai Lama, The Art of Happiness. Yeah. So those are literally from the top of my head. I probably should have written them down. But hey ho, this is my birthday. So I can do what I want. Let me take a sip of coffee. The self-help books, fundamentally, the most important things that they taught me is one, listen. I know that's a word we use so flippantly. And it's like, well, I do listen. But actively listening, and these are all like trigger words, but actively listening in the sense of when someone is telling you something, don't be so self-aware and 
forget about yourself, forget about yourself and think of your mind as a vessel, think of your ears and your eyes and your body as a vessel and you're there to do what humans are born to do and what we live and thrive to do. We are social beings and we are born and to form communities and families and tribes and so the biggest compliment that you can give someone in the world or the biggest favor that you can do for someone is listen to them in terms of forgetting about yourself and trying to genuinely see the world from their perspective and I know I sound super preachy right now and I by no means do this every time I listen to people but if I can just pass on information that I think has been really transforming and has actually made my friendships significantly better and not just that but I think that so far a great deal of my life it's the same with everyone like you know you do everything in your life with your like from a selfish point of view and I mean that as in quite literally like everything that you do in your life is selfish because it's to do with you like yourself and it actually is a breath of fresh air and less tiring to just drop that for a minute and like try and drop your your own perspective in the way that you see the world and how it's going to affect you and just be like okay I'm just going to like fully listen to this person and try and like absorb how they see it and not try and project my own life expectations or my own life movie onto them and actually when I read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that was like the first kind of book that kicked this all off for me there's one bit where they talk about, you know, when you go to the opticians and you say, oh, my prescri- I can't see, before the optometrist, fancy word, before the optometrist, which is like the glasses person, basically, at the opticians that tells you that you're blind, before they give you a set of glasses, they measure your eyes, right? And they see, they try and understand how you see the world. And before, so much of the time, when people would tell me, their problems or how they see the world or how they're dealing with things I would just diagnose them you know I'd be like oh I've, t- I've had that experience I've done that this is what helped you should do this try that this really worked for me and like so I'm just essentially giving them a pair of glasses I'm like oh this will work for you rather than actually taking the time to try and analyze and understand and comprehend how they can how they're what they're going through and maybe sometimes you'll never fully understand most of the time you won't because everything in your life has led you to that moment and everything in their life has led them to to their moment that they're experiencing and so of course we're never going to truly understand but yeah the biggest favor that we can do people is just try and take yourself out of the equation so that's one of the biggest things I learned from those books the other one god I really probably should have written this down (laughs) oh yeah win-win this was a big one so previously in my life and I, I'm not ashamed to say it because I can't blame myself for it. But when I was doing the Progress Pure Fitness stuff, I used to think the world in terms of success was so scarce, scarce. So for example, I would be quite selfish in terms of congratulating people or feeling happy for people when they achieve success within that kind of like fitness influencer industry. I don't even know. Because I think I just made it like a selfish thing. Like I was like, fuck, like why am I not achieving that? Why Why have they got that? Why have I not got that? And when something good happened or like maybe I could have given someone an opportunity, maybe I wouldn't have done that because I'd be like, why well, don't want them to get better than me? And like that is just such a closed-minded way of thinking. 
And a lot of these self-help books are just like, dude, you need to think about it win-win. Like, good, you should be happy for other people. And like, there is not a limited amount of success. And you should know that when people, you know, in your sphere or anybody that you know achieves something great, you just need to put positive vibes out there and like genuinely be happy for them and like try and do good things for other people because it will benefit you in the long term, if not necessarily in material, small small term gains in the long run of just like your mental happiness and your mental positivity and I do firmly believe that the more like negative things even if you're not aware of it but like the more negative things that you say or comment on or think they add up and so I've actively been trying this year like whenever I think of something negative I will try and flip it and just be like why do I think that let's try and think about it more positively or like how can this be a good thing I think sometimes we just get in our minds and just forget about like the very basics and like the things that are good like this is partly from the Buddhism books but in the Buddhism book the Dalai Lama at one point he talks about death and reincarnation and how we don't own anything and nothing really belongs to us. And that's been a really, really helpful mindset, especially in terms of dating. And again, I know I kind of said this, but I think a lot of people think like, oh, dating, like that's so frivolous. That's so, you know, like indulgent and like not real, but I do think you learn a lot about yourself through dating and human beings, so much of it is kind of like connection and love and community. And in trying to form those bonds through dating, it can be quite, it can be quite complicated because you feel all these feelings for people who you might not know that well, and it's confusing to get your head around. So the Dalai Lama and Buddhists talk about how we don't own anything. So nothing belongs to us in the sense that even when someone dies, they're not gone. Like death is still a part of life. And so when someone dies and their body literally goes into the ground and it does literally become something else. And I think that's the whole idea of reincarnation or from what I understand it to be that when somebody dies, they will literally come back as a tree or as, you know, and that tree will be used in something or to build a house and that house will be uh, used by something else. And in terms of like relationships and dating, I think that's been a really, really healthy thing for me to come to understand because like, even if your goal is to like be in a relationship or to have a boyfriend or to have a girlfriend, like you will never own that person. So when I got ghosted or when you know, somebody says they're not interested or whatever. I personally feel like it's been a really good way to look at it. It's just being like, that's cool. They are their own person. They can do their own thing. And you know what? Even if it worked out, whatever that means, but even if it worked out, let's say that means and they became like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, that doesn't mean you own them or they belong to you or that they're a part of you. Like they're still their own person and they can still do their own thing and they're still like an individual and the only thing that you that you truly can control is yourself I mean that depends if you believe in like free will and everything but that's kind of getting into a whole different whole different debate and so I think that it's been really a nice kind of eye-opening mindset to just realize that and even though I always knew that it's been a good reminder so even when 
you know, my mum gets angry or my dad gets angry or someone does something that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's not what I wanted you to do or that I don't understand. It's really helpful to just remind yourself like, oh yeah, everything in their life has made them react that way. And like, they think they're right right now. Like, that's why someone is acting that way because they think they're right. And what is the point in like, arguing and fighting and in I just read how to win friends and influence people and in that book they talk about or Dale Carnegie I think his name is he talks about basically how to get the best out of people and like how to get what you want out of people and that sounds malicious but it's really not because the way that he does it is this way that basically just makes you a really cooperative nice person so for example he talks about how you should try and find out what people's desires are which is essentially just trying to understand them more like I know you could say oh it's quite manipulative but literally if you meet someone and you're they're supposed to be working for you for example and to find out what motivates them so you both can achieve the goal that you're trying to achieve in a way that both makes you happy why wouldn't you try it and under- try and understand them and that's the thing with self-help books I think they get a lot of shit because people are like oh how do you know that person after they've read it and they speak to you like how do you know that person who's read it is really acting it normally or as if they actually would have and like it's just tools in human connection and like human communication and human skills And I think that it's great. Like, why wouldn't you just try and be nicer? And I think these books have just made me a bit more, like, compassionate and just with more of a drive to try and understand people. Because ultimately, and Oprah said this, because she interviewed, I think after, like, 37... I can't remember, actually, the number. I'm not going to just make up numbers. But after all her interviews, she has said that the number one thing that people do once she interviews them is they always ask her how was that was that okay was I okay did you like that and she says it's made her realize that across the board no matter where you come from what your background is how much money you have everyone just wants to feel seen and heard and that's true regardless of what we're all chasing after and regardless of whatever front we put on people just want to feel like they're important when I read that and like heard that I was just kind of like oh that's not true like you know, I don't necessarily, my love language is not words of effect, of uh, affection, like, I don't necessarily thrive off when people say, like, that's great, like, really good, I really don't, that's what I think, but ultimately, yeah, it is, like, I think that we're all motivated by this fear of death, that we want to feel important while we're around, and that's why we create human connections, we want to be important to people, so those books were things that I think were extremely, extremely helpful, the Buddha book, in one of the or in Buddhism, one of the biggest things they teach as well is that problems are life. Like, life is problems. Your life right now is just kind of working out problems. And so it has really helped me shift my perspective of, oh, fuck, this is a big problem. Like, I need to work this out. Like, oh, God, you know, like, this is so shit. Why is this happening? Like, one, it's actually toxic to think in that victim mentality of why me why is this happening because it doesn't do you any good I think a lot of the time obviously human beings are very very emotional creatures being an emotional creature can make problems and dealing with those things much more complicated than they need to be when you have a problem like you need to try and see the joy in it and now this is where Buddhism kind of gets confusing but they talk about how like life is all just kind of like one big intertwined thing that's essentially the same and like with meditation that stillness that you get in meditation 
it is the opposite of essentially the like energy and constant movement and excitement that you have in everyday life. And I think with meditation, in some of the books I've read, how it's talking about how you should try and find that stillness and calmness that is always there and you could always access it even in the most frantic moments of life that you go through. I have actually made notes on some of these and I am on my computer, so... In, in our uh, my job, we have like personal development things. And for some of my personal development, I read these things. Okay, so here we go. Zen mind, beginner's mind. I'm just going to read some of these out and we'll get to the, the kind of problems thing that you're talking about. So this is a key, key learnings that I learned from Zen mind, beginner's mind. So under control, I've got the best way to control people is to encourage them to be mischievous. Then they will be in control in its wider sense. To give your sheep or cow a large spacious meadow is the way to control him. So it is with people. First, let them do what they want and watch them. This is the best policy. So this reminds me of what some of the self-development, personal self-development books that I've been reading, like people say, don't, like in the books, um, you know, in How to Win Friends and Influence People, they talk about how you shouldn't criticize people or try and control them. Um, not criticizing them in the way that what's the point of kind of like shaming someone or telling someone off because all it's going to do is they're just going to create resentment towards you. And with this Buddhism statement of saying, don't try and control people, it reminds me of the same thing, like don't try and like tell people what to do, uh, but just let people do what they want to do. And then I think if you do want to try and kind of like influence them or cooperate with them or work towards a a goal that you're trying to do it together, I'd probably say that trying to understand why they're acting in the way that they're acting and then coming to that common goal together when you understand it is something that will probably help, help you both. The next one is perfect freedom is not found without some rules, but it is absolutely necessary for us to have some rules. But this does not mean always to be under control. As long as you have rules, you have a chance for freedom. That's really interesting. I don't know about you guys, but I'm absolutely somebody that needs rules and absolutely needs routine. And I I actually believe people who don't think they need routine do need routine because we operate like on a time, you know, we operate morning, afternoon, dinner, like nighttime. I think that everybody needs rules to a certain extent to allow them to kind of progress and to allow them to have normality so that they can be free within that. And I think without having any of that is actually too confusing and unhelpful for humans. That's my that is my own uh, perspective. Mind weeds. Okay, so this is in regards to meditation. At first, the effort you make is quite rough and impure. So literally trying to meditate is quite difficult. But by the power of practice, the effort will become purer and purer. When your effort becomes pure, your body and mind becomes pure. This is also another big thing that I have learned this year. So a lot of the time, I think I focus on like the end goal. How is this going to be perfect? How is this going to be great? And from reading these books, I've concentrated on, okay, how can my first step towards that goal be right? And often that is like, is my mindset right? Is my room clean? Have I had a shower? Am I excited to do this? Have I eaten? Okay, if all of those practical things are taken care of, then in the purest sense, without getting overwhelmed by this end goal and how is this going to be great and how am I going to get here? What's the first step that I can do? Is it you know, write down five things of blah, is it this? And just take it step by step. And I think that 
if that effort is pure and if that effort isn't kind of like infused with all of this other kind of motivations and I've got to do this later and I've got to have this later and like I said this is how I'm interpreting it so it could be complete nonsense but like that's just I've been really trying to like make my first steps in whatever I'm doing as clean as can be in some kind of way okay the next one Oh yeah, this is a good one. Okay, a master who cannot bow to his disciple cannot cannot bow to Buddha. One of my personal development goals is to be able to have conversations with all different kinds of people and to not treat anyone differently. So whether that's the bin man, the cleaner, the... Oh God, I was gonna say President of the United States, but it's not such a great... <laughs> not a great thing anymore. But like, you know, the head of the UN, whoever it is, like... I think that you've got to be able to treat everyone with the same respect and give them the same kind of understanding or patience and love as you would give the next person. And while by no means do I do this, you know, when I'm meeting the head of the UN, <laughs> joking, haven't done that yet. But I think that if you can try to do that and just really, you know, see everybody on the same kind of playing field and treat everyone with the same kind of respect, then that's just, that's what you've got to do. I feel like that is like what is if you if you're not doing that then like why are you trying to achieve anything else like put your best foot forward in like those small intimate connections that you make with those people on a daily basis like when you're with people try and put down your phone like try and give the people around you that that attention and love to show that they are important rather than thinking oh I've got to make this guy in this interview think that I'm really great and I'll give him all the attention like just do it to the person that is taking the bins out you know I think that's a good building block to to having a really strong character this is quite a nice one and this is quite a freeing one we can say either that we make progress little by little or that we do not even expect to make progress just to be sincere and make our full effort in each moment is enough there is no nirvana outside our practice I really like that and it goes back to what I just said but I feel like a lot of time in my life and I'm sure a lot of you felt this too when you're like I need to get to x I need to do this and you reflect on what you've done and you're like it's just not good enough or I haven't made the progress I want to make or I haven't done this or I haven't done that and you're just not thinking in the moment you're just thinking 10 steps ahead of you and so in 2021 if you can just try and be in that moment as much as you can and just be aware of what you're doing in that very moment which will eventually lead to whatever you're trying to achieve then that is enough and that will actually pay off far better because you will give your full energy to that thing that you're doing in the moment and then I'm sure that whatever you're trying to achieve will be much richer and much more fulfilling because so much of the time I don't know if you've had this I'd be like doing stuff you know for like an hour or two hours and they look back on it and I'm like eh, that was kind of meh like I wasn't fully concentrating I was kind of on my phone I was kind of eating I was kind of snacking I was kind of doing x y and z and it was kind of a waste whereas if you can just be like okay I'm giving myself this time I am not trying to make progress I'm not trying to have leaps and bounds I just want to do what I'm doing in this very moment and concentrate on this and then you look back and you're after those two hours you're like wow I actually did a lot and I did it to the best of my ability. So good for you. Okay, next one. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is great, guys. Okay, study yourself. But the purpose of studying Buddhism is to study ourselves and to forget ourselves. 
when we forget ourselves, we actually are the true activity of the big existence or reality itself. When we realize this fact, there is no problem whatsoever in this world and we can enjoy our life without feeling any difficulties. The purpose of our practice is to be aware of this fact. I mean, I personally think the Buddha's got it right, guys, because for me, this really, really resonates in the sense, in sense of having conversations with people is like the, how I most see it. Like, I think this talks a lot about meditation, but like how I see it in regards of having conversations with people is that like, if we can forget ourselves and we can be in reality and we can exist without being so self-aware and to forget about our bodies and our hair and our weight and all of this stuff, then I think you can really recognize that you're a part of existing and that you are just a vessel that is one of billions. But the purpose of studying Buddhism is to study ourselves and to forget ourselves. So I think with study ourselves, it's saying like with meditation, you kind of, and not just with meditation, I guess, but when you study yourself, it's like studying the way you behave, the way you respond to things, how you get angry, how you get sad, how you turn inwards, how you don't. Whilst you study yourself in terms of like how to treat other people and, and those mind processes that you go through and your behaviors, etc., also to forget to forget ourselves in the sense that we are, and God, what a freeing thing when you just forget about yourself sometimes and just actually think of yourself like a leaf. I know that sounds cray cray and I sound super woohoo-hoo witchy, but like if you just remember how small and insignificant that you are, I think it can be so freeing in the sense that, oh yeah, my problems are like so small and I am just a tiny part of life. I just really like that one. Okay, the next one. Okay, so this is to do with the problems one, guys. We finally came full circle to what the F I was talking about in terms of problems and problems being a part of life and you just experiencing that. So this, this is under the chapter to polish a tile. Most people live in delusion, involved in their problem, trying to solve their problem. But just to live is actually to live in problems and to solve the problem is to be part of it, to be one with it. Okay, the next one, constancy. If you receive things just as an echo of yourself, you do not really see them. You do not fully accept them as they are. And this has a lot to do with trying to really understand other people and listen to other people in that moment. For example, maybe you heard like someone go, oh, Jessica, she's a real bitch. And then you in future are talking about Jessica and you go, yeah, I've heard she's a real bitch. Or you've experienced Jessica being a real bitch in the past and then you meet someone and you're like, yeah, Jessica, she's a real bitch. Like I've met her and she was real, she was really mean to me. That one, it's just, you know, being negative and it's not helpful. But that I, I believe that that is also not accepting how something might be in that present moment. You know, like what happened in the past happened in the past. And by no means am I saying don't call someone a bitch for being a bitch. And it's great to just have a complaint every now and then. But I do think that it's helpful to recognize when you're doing that. So let me just give the example that the Buddha or, or a Buddha gave because it's going to be much better than mine. So they say, so there's this place called Roseanne. They've used this example. So when we say Roseanne is famous for its misty rainy days, it does not mean to appreciate this site, 
by recollecting some scenery we have seen before. It is not so wonderful. So let's say I go to America and I'm like, oh, someone's like, where are you from? I go to London, they go, or I go London, it's so rainy. Like, <laughs> if I say that to someone, that's me projecting how I see it onto them. And it takes away from like the actual moment or like how they might see it or kind of discolors what it could be for them. If that makes sense. I don't know if I'm really like translating that or like communicating that is probably better properly. But yeah, it it doesn't allow you to appreciate things as they are. So that that time when you meet Jessica, you might go, oh yeah, I already know she's a real bitch, you know, like I'm not gonna talk to her. And that doesn't give you a chance to make your own understanding or to really try and understand her without that kind of like tint next one okay let's do attachment non-attachment because this is what I was talking about like in terms of relationships and not being attached and how just a reminder that people are their own person you know nobody is no one belongs to me and I can't expect people to behave in certain ways or whatever so it says in love there should be hate or non-attachment and in hate there should be love or acceptance Love and hate are one thing. We should not attach to love alone. We should accept hate. I think that's really beautiful. It's just there are two sides to everything, right? So when you're like, oh, I hate this person. Yeah, but there's also love in that. There must be if you hate them because you wouldn't feel that hate if you didn't also feel the extremity of love. I find myself the more and more I read these, when people talk about things and they're like, don't you think this or don't you think that? It's always like, yeah, I do think this because X, Y, and Z, but there's also A, B, and C, which is totally on the other side of the spectrum, but just as valid. Like there is just always a side to something else. I think that if you're gonna accept or recognize one emotion or one view of something, you've just always got to be aware that there's another view. And that's partly why, like, as I've got older, I find it difficult now. Like, it's, I mean, like not, I'm not a nun, but like when people are like bitch or whine or moan and I do it for sure. But when people do that, I, I find it, I'm way less likely than I was when I was like 15, 16 to be like, ew, yeah, I hate her. Like, fuck her, you know, all him or whatever, because I'm just more aware like, okay, cool. But you think that because of everything that's happened in your life, they've reacted like that because of everything that's happened in their life. There's another side to this, which I just haven't heard. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then what have I got there last one I've got there is no difference whatsoever between the foolish man and the wise man which I think again is just kind of the same flip of the coin and what well, I'm probably going to wrap this up relatively soon but essentially what I'm trying to say throughout all of this is that I feel very lucky to have made it to 25 with the people I love and the friends that I love and if I can like spread anything or try and encourage anyone who's listening, any of you guys out there to kind of take into 2021 is like do what you can to accept who you are and be proud of it because that's the most amazing thing. Like when I've met people who are just so themselves, it's something that I find really inspiring But like, ultimately, if you can give people the time to listen and understand them without your own reflection of what you're going through and bother to ask questions, like maybe that doesn't come naturally to you and some people it doesn't. But in moments where I have felt overwhelmed or stressed by life, 
I found like a really helpful activity and tool to literally just drop what I'm doing and go find someone closest to me, whether that was my flat old flatmates or like a family member and just be like, tell me about your day. Tell me about what you're going through. If you can just forget yourself in that moment and be less selfish, and I mean that literally, I don't mean that, oh, you're so selfish. I mean, just be less, you know, involved with the self in that moment. If you're if you're finding your life and your problems are a bit overwhelming, and by no means will this help everybody and it might not help you, but the one thing that it has helped me is I'll drop what I'm doing. I go and try and engage with someone. I try and ask them questions and just try and see what they're going through because not only will you probably feel better engaging with another human being and having some kind of connection, it might also have a byproduct of helping you and putting your problems in perspective. On top of that, if you can try and read maybe some personal development books, I recommend reading at least one if you never have, because why not? You've got nothing to lose. Just doing stuff, whether that's exercise, which is, I can't speak enough for how how much exercise helps me whenever I feel down or stuck or sad a lot of the time you know and I think people think sometimes oh exercise is only you're trying to lose weight and like trying to do this and trying to do that but like exercise is such a mental and physical rescue for me and for so many people moments where I've wanted to cry when I've been incredibly upset or felt let down or frustrated or whatever just going for a run and like clearing your head and my biggest tip for that would be like just put on your trainers and go outside and just give it a go because you can always stop and come back at any time and that's with everything in life if there's ever something that you've wanted to try you wanted to do just do it you know who cares about what anybody else thinks we're all gonna die at one point and so if you can just go through life feeling like yeah you know what I really put my best foot forward and like maybe loads of people judged me but who cares people who judge you are the people that just shouldn't be your friends anyway and I really hope and I say this as a reminder to myself as well but I really hope that you can recognize when people put themselves out there as like a real show of strength and just try and give people the support the love whether that's verbal physical like holding someone's hand or just like giving someone a hug I hope that you can give that in plentiful to the people who are doing an honest and like sincere job in just trying to do what makes them feel fulfilled and I think I'll leave it at that so happy freaking birthday to me I love you all I feel so much love right now because it's my birthday I'm sending you all the love I hope you all have a lovely start to your new year we will progress purely in 2021 together folks I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as part of kind of interesting viewpoint of the dating series. Next week, I've got an amazing episode coming out, which is one that I'm super excited for with a good family friend of mine, Michael Stern, who is so wise and so full of love. And I think you guys will really, really enjoy that. So it's quite of a nice follow up to this one as well. So look out for that one and have a great start to your new year.